You're listening to a DM podcast. We would like to acknowledge that this podcast is recorded on the traditional lands of the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to elders both past and present. is the Dude Cinema Podcast. But I was just like scrolling through it like nerds, nerds, nerds. Like I don't care. <laughs> Movie shaming needs to stop. Obviously a dude wrote this script. These teeth aren't friends and I'm like, I'm about it. I honestly think that this movie should just be called Red Flags. <laughs> Let me miles tell you. <laughs> Fuck you, Stanley Kubrick. This is the Dude Cinema Podcast. My name is Alex J. And with me is my gorgeous, stunning and BFF friend forever and co-host Beck Charwood. That's right. It's me, Alex J.'s best friend forever, forever. Forever. Yeah. Double that forever, baby. was on purpose because that <laughs> means infinite. So there you go. Yes. And that's, we will, we will die, but move on to the next life together. I'm so excited exactly. for it. Yeah. A double forever means afterlife included. So. Mm. What do you think we're going to be in our next life? Um, I think we'll still be podcast hosts. But I think that's how strong the bond is to podcasting. Is the Lord says, or whoever's in charge of reincarnation says, no, no, no. The fans need more. (laughs) Back down, you go. What kind of but podcast will we be in our next life? I reckon next time would be like a health and wellness one, like a really, oh. yeah, like uplifting kind of th- one of those ones. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we have a period where we go like a bit too holistic, like it gets a yes. bit culty. Yes. And we're like, we don't think you actually need to wear shoes. And yes. then they're like, also maybe not a vaccine. And then everyone's like, whoa, <laughs> backlash. Our sponsors pull out. And then we say, you know what? No, actually, jab it in there. Jab Go it in on. there, everyone. We, and then we, we, we issue a, an official apology. So, like, we're in that world, I think. Yes. Yeah, know, okay. I'm looking forward to it. It's exciting. But until then. Until then, this is the podcast where we watch all the movies <laughs> the dudes have told us we have to see. <laughs> How are you, my love? I'm sick. And you're sick as well. We're sick, Babies, we're bonded to get truly in sync. Truly, truly. so in sync, it's crazy. I think um, everyone's getting sick at the moment. Yeah, uh, everyone's going down. Yeah, it's not COVID. I checked. Yeah, same. I did write tests over the last few days, and definitely no, no positives there. Mm. Just a good old fashioned vintage cold. Yeah. Oh dear. But on that note, we are very sick, and please give us sympathy. We're going to try edit out all of the sniffs and the coughs, we yeah. promise, <laughs> to bring the, you the content you so deserve. All the wheezing inhales. <laughs> Do reverb those. Um, yeah, so you've had, you've had a big weekend. Oh, yes. In another state. Big family uh, tour, I would say. Mm. We had Alex's sister's wedding on Friday, which is Ooh. great. Another Serbian wedding. Oh, jealous. So I go danced in the circle, did the cola. <gasps> it was great. I got some, ex- I don't mean to brag, but several people came up and said I was very impressed with your cola. And I said, thank you <gasps> so much. Oh my, I only okay. just lent. So do you think you're... Uh, Better than it- everyone else? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, 
obviously people have been doing it for 60 years in that circle and i was like let me show you how it's done (laughs) don't even guys know but i have a podcast let me show you how it's done yeah those two things are in no way related but do you think your conversion to serbianism is complete yet or are there still some steps i think there's still some steps Mm -hmm. um and i'm working on them as we currently i do have to i think get rechristened into like the orthodox church sure sure, um, sure, sure, sure. which sure i am some actual technicalities to do. great yes yeah Perfect. i also have to get a big gold uh orthodox cross start Ooh. wearing that a lot Ooh, um, heavy. I, i'm excited for it though it's, yeah. it was so interesting at the wedding every single person was wearing a cross every single one really i was like okay you guys are serious about this like all different kinds like some were like silver small ones, some were big gold ones, like but just everyone had a cross. Yes, yes, ah, yes, yes. Okay. Mm. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, a lot of children at the wedding. Very glad don't have kids. I'll say that much. <laughs> so glad to not have a baby. <laughs> okay, I'll have to um Yeah, this is the main, but anyway, um I went to my my niece's two, second birthday yesterday with also lots of kids. Oh, God, we're in sync, Beck. My God, we're even having the same experience, like life affirming experiences at the same time. It's fucking nuts. Like, gorgeous. (laughs) Love the kids. Love them. Gorgeous. So cute. Adorable. Don't want to own them, though. No, I I don't know how parents do it. I don't like it. We made the mistake of the. Because everyone stayed over at the same hotel on Friday night after the wedding. And we all got home at like midnight drunk as fuck and some people stayed up talking to like 2am and they were like all right sleeping in the morning everyone we were like absolutely lights out <laughs> and we woke up to children banging on our door at 8am being like why are you still asleep oh hell no and we came out and these parents were so smug and they're like hmm you thought 8am was a sleep in <laughs> We've been up since 6.30. That's a sleep-in for us. Yeah. We never went to bed last night. That's a sleep-in for us. Mm. You, you think you're so idiots. special. You lazy fucks. Oh, God. Yeah, we were like fucking so glad. And then so, so glad to not have kids. Do you know what? When that kind of stuff happens... And please excuse my croaky voice. Um, when that kind of stuff happens and parents – this is not something my sister does, by the way, but I have other – I know other people with kids. And parents try and lord it over you, that kind of thing. Like you don't know how hard it is. You don't yeah. know what early is. You don't know what broken sleep is, all that kind of stuff. I've decided the older I get, I'm just going to let that happen because yeah. if they really wanted to go toe-to-toe on lording shit over each other, like – I win. Like, you know, yeah. like, you're just like, literally, you're just jealous I got to sleep until eight. Mm. That's, that's, it's so transparently what's behind this entire conversation. Yeah. So I know that if I was to, to go down that road, they deserve to have their little bit of, I think. Yes. Oh, I'll absolutely bow on the dance of like, wow, it's, gosh, I am lazy. I'm a lazy little artist. All I have to do is wake up think for a couple of hours, record a podcast, mm. 
blab into a microphone and then go to bed. And that's the mm. only thing that I have to do. Go. Go. Oh, you're, you're so right. You guys really get my lifestyle. And I get yours, obviously. We're all on the same page. <laughs> I would trade it any day for the joy of a baby. <laughs> oh, dear. Lord. Well, tell you what's not for kids. <laughs> this week's movie. Horror movies. <laughs> This week, we are going to be talking about the movie Scream. Yes, which is your favorite movie, Alexia? One of. Yeah, look, I'll show you my Scream poster. Ah! There it is. You know what I've been wondering for ages, speaking of that poster, yeah. is every time you search something on Binge, that poster comes up like in the background. Oh. And for ages, I'm like, I know that oh, poster. Where is it from? It's been killing me, and now I know. And now... I wonder why they chose that one. Because the people at Binge have good taste. They sure do. And if they want to record my comedy special, Mm. the door is open, guys. Come on through. You can even put the screen poster in the background of your comedy special if they like. Double promo. Why not? Why not? So, yes, it is one of my faves. Grew up on it. Obsessed. It's like it, it opened the door for all of the horror movies that I ended up like just also being obsessed with in teenage years um and the reason we're doing it is because it just came up in one of our what have we watched this week's recently and then we realized Scream's totally a dude cinema absolutely dude cinema happens within the film within it yeah it's like a meta dude cinema dude cinemaing so um yeah, so so we're doing it. So what's your history with this film? Had you ever seen Scream before this morning? I had seen it a very long time ago. Don't know when. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it was definitely, I remember, half watching it. Like, I was in and out of it. I didn't sure. pay attention to the whole thing. Uh, I more remember the scary movie uh, yes, that was based off of this. Yeah. Which is so interesting because this is already kind of like a satire. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, to then have a parody parody of a satire is so weird. It's so, so weird. Yeah, they were shooting. They were shooting their shot, weren't they? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I definitely am more. At this point, points where I'm like, oh, I know what scene comes up next. The girl runs across the, the l- yard and her full clothes fall off and her tits are out. <laughs> and then as it was happening, I was like, oh, no. I think we would have all known if Drew Barrymore had a this movie tits where her full tits were out. I think that would be something that would be brought to the public attention. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Particularly as well, the um, character Dewey in yeah, a scary movie, they make him, like, have sex with a vacuum cleaner. And I, I just kept waiting. For, I was like, this guy, he doesn't seem that bright, but he doesn't seem fucking the vacuum cleaner level stupid. It's... I forgot Dewey. God, they make him so, so problematic in scary movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, look, it was a relief to finally have a delineation between what is scary movie and what is scream for what me. That the, was really big. What's the source text? <laughs> well, what about you? When was the first time you ever saw this movie? I don't remember particularly, but whatever I, I, th- I think I saw it in like a sleepover or something and then I just was obsessed and then every time we had a sleepover I do sit and my friends into re-watching Scream every single time sometimes we go into like two and three maybe four 
but mostly Ooh. it was number one. Are the sequels any good for this? I think so. I really like them. <gasps> okay. I really, actually really like them. They're all like Nev Campbell's in all of them. Nice. And she's the main character. But obviously each time they have a different villain, but it's all similar stuff. It's like Ghostface is back, but obviously it's not the guys from the first movie. So someone's like either copycatting or, you know, kind of or zombies, zombies <laughs> or, you know, keeping alive the hatred for some reason for Sydney. <laughs> yeah. Oh, because her mum died. Oh, <laughs> bitch. Slut. Bitch. Oh. <laughs> Okay, well, I'm just now, it's all coming. It's all flooding back into my very murky, cold brain. Uh, (laughs) There's a lot in this movie. Shall we get into it? Let's get into it. Hello. Hello. Who is this? You tell me your name, I'll tell you mine. (laughs) I don't think so. What's that noise? Popcorn. You're making popcorn? Well, I'm getting ready to watch a video. Really? What? Well, just some scary movie. You like scary movies? Uh Uh-huh. Never told me your name. Why do you want to know my name? I want to know who I'm looking at. Someone is playing a deadly game. It all began with a scream over 911. Someone who's seen one too many scary movies. Now he's taken his love of fear. Hello? Hello, Sydney. One step too far. Like scary movies. What's the point? They're all the same. Some stupid killer stalking some big-breasted girl who can't act, who's always running up the stairs when she should be going out the front door. It's insulting. Someone has taken their love of scary movies one step too far. (gasps) A killer known as Ghostface begins killing off teenagers, and as the body count begins rising, one girl and her friends find themselves contemplating the rules of horror films as they find themselves living in a real-life one. Ooh. Ooh. I quite like that, actually. Yeah. For anyone who hasn't seen Scream, how would you describe this movie? Okay, so I would describe this movie as the perfect perfect length film. Mm. Gorge. It would have been verging on, I think, 80 minutes, but after they cut it up, thank God... Mm-hmm. Drew Barrymore said, you know what, actually, I missed a couple of your emails. I actually want to be in the film. And they said, great, <laughs> we need 12 minutes to fill. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we're going to film a whole separate scene at the start uh, where you get we killed by a, Ghostface. We need a cold open, Drew. And yes, that's you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, and they put her in a fantastic little wig, oh. a little spotlight wig. Gorgeous. This a very iconic. I know that the popcorn on the stove, very mm-hmm. iconic. The her walking around the house, locking all the doors on the, on the big phone. On the big phone, delicious. Big wireless phone. Miss those. Miss yeah. the, I miss the tactileness of a big phone. It really was, and the and the like in a scary movie as well. You have to be able to pull it in front of your face and quickly press like press the beep, hang up, yes, and then shove it down. Like you need that motion to be able to happen. You just can't do that with smartphones. Yeah. Also, well, also like the fact that it's so big and you, if you yell into it, you're like, you'll never take me alive. Yeah. You know, it's very different to like holding a little flat piece, but like, you'll never take me alive. And then, Send sorry. voice note. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I'll move a bit back because I'm peeking. Um. Yeah. <laughs> no, let me redo it. Let me redo it. Sorry. You will never take me alive, you piece of shit. Send voice note. (laughs) (laughs) 
what's your favorite scary movie send (laughs) (laughs) and yeah it's the scene where we first hear the the very iconic line what's your favorite scary movie yeah very uh, good script writing in this too Mm. really good script writing yeah so we get ghostface kills drew barrymore and her boyfriend steve um names in this movie as well perfect for all horror movies yes very very good uh, we cut to Lena, Sydney Prescott, our main character, who so cool. Oh, so cool. Love Sydney. Very, 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 very relatable girl. She's just like us, except her bangs are perfection. Oh, my God. The bang ones. envy I had for this her entire, film. Her haircut and the color is just so peak 90s. Is that Rachel from Friends style look? Oh, love it. Yeah. Anyway, so she, her mum has been murdered, raped and murdered mm. um, a year ago. It's coming to the anniversary. But the main thing, her boyfriend is horne. He oh. wants to fuck. Um, That's but, priority number one. Yes, yes. And she's like, I'm sorry about my PTSD, but I don't want to have sex. I'm sorry for being an absolute bitch. And he's like, <laughs> you kind of are, but you're lucky I put up with it. Um, <laughs> what a guy. Off, off uh, what is it? Off-brand Johnny Depp, I would say. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Definitely Johnny Depp, what do you call it, from Wish or whatever people say. Yes, yes, yes. Still a very good-looking man, great actor. Yeah. But he knows what he was doing. Oh, yeah, he knows what he was doing looking up from under those eyelids. Yes, with the wet fringe. We fucking know. The greasy hair. We get it. The noodly bits. What's his his name? Skeet Skeet Ulrich. I'm just looking at the poster. Do you want to know what his actual name is? What, Skeet's not his real name? Skeet's not his real name. He chose that in the 90s, obviously. Okay. His his real name is Ray Trout. (laughs) No. No. Sorry. Actually, it's three. Brian Ray Trout. Oh, that's worse. Brian Ray Trout. Whose last name is Trout? That's crazy. Also, he should have just changed it to, like, Brian Ray Ulrich. Why Skeet? Yeah. Skeet's too big of a... Too big of a jump. That's a very 90s choice. I feel like Mm. Skeet would have been, like, fucking cool back in the 90s. And then I reckon 10 years into his career, it was like, fuck, I'm still stuck with that Skeet shit. Still Skeet. It's not a name. I'm 40 and I'm known as Skeet Ulrich. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, great. (laughs) So anyway, everyone starts dying and... uh, Can we just go back to the... Yes. um, the fact that mum was raped and murdered a year ago. Yes. So I hadn't seen this movie in a long time. Mm. And it's definitely one of those awesome picking up stuff now that I didn't pick up before. Post me too, you know, post coming into, I guess, consciousness as an adult. It's insane that her mum was only murdered a year before. I've grown up assuming and thinking and having it in my head that she died like 10 years ago. Mm. This woman, this girl is still going through major trauma, major grief process, and everyone's just like, fucking get on, get on with it. Yeah. It's Grow up. It's been a, I mean, I was so high school would be like, it's been a year. Stop milking it. <laughs> I just cannot. And then we get one of the, like, or another iconic line from the movie which is um, when she yells out to Skeet or to, oh, fuck, what, what's even his real na- in his name in the show? Oh, uh, Billy. Billy. No, I was going to say Bobby. So uh, close. He could Billy. be a Bobby. He could. 
he's definitely not a skeet but anyway she yells out to to billy like i'm sorry if my traumatized life is an inconvenience to you and your perfect existence and that line as a teenager you're like fuck yeah yeah bitch my traumatized life here i am just like i don't know got grounded the day before like i'm sorry my traumatized life Sorry, I'm a hot mess. Basically got nothing left to live for. Yes. Might as well be dead on the street. I'm a filthy little slut. Disease-ridden cow. And you're just perfect. (laughs) And he's like, kind of like, just kind of like, well, yeah, I mean, it kind of is an inconvenience to me. Uh, Her mom died less than a year ago. Give the girl a fucking break. Yeah. And the dad. And what's, the dad's currently process? missing too. Yeah. Sorry, but yeah, that 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 hit me big when I watched this the other week. I was like, oh, sorry, that was a year ago. I a cannot year ago. believe that was a year ago. To, and coming up to the anniversary is when he's like desperately being like, let's fuck. I really want to fuck. So yeah, Billy's horny. Billy's horny. Um, people be dying. He's friends with an absolute douche, uh, played by Matthew Lillard. Matthew Lillard. <laughs> Such a fantastic actor. I love him. And also Rose McGowan as well as her best friend who plays a great bimbo. Excellent. Yeah. What if, cause I never watched Charmed. My sister was into Charmed, but I wasn't. So this is, this is the main thing that I know Rose McGowan from. Oh. Growing up. I know it very well from Jawbreaker for some reason. Oh, I never saw is, that. Is, I... I don't think I even saw it, but I remember seeing a clip from it being like, that's a beautiful woman when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there's a looker there. Damn. Uh, that's going to make me confused later on. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, uh, teenagers are like, he, 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 isn't it funny that someone died? And then... Or, uh, actually, all the men are like, he, isn't it funny someone died? And the women are like, take it seriously, Jonathan. Someone is dead. <laughs> And they're like, what? Whoa, we can't have fun? And they're like, seriously, get out of here, Malcolm. That's fantastic. That's an excellent, excellent read. Thank you. That is, and that goes on for, I, I'm going to say that's 40% of the movie. Yeah, true. Yeah. Is, is no one taking it seriously? Even though this yeah. is a literal small town, it's very much painted that there are like 20 people in this town. <laughs> and suddenly half of them are being murdered. Yeah. And no one really seems to give a shit. Who cares? Dude, the kid's like, let's have a... Hey, let's all of us... He's killing teenagers. Let's all of us get in the same house. Let's all of the teenagers in the town congregate Mm. in one place. Yeah. In fact, one of the houses where he has already been sighted at and it's like a known space that he's been, let's all hang out there. (laughs) We We want to go somewhere where he knows all of the entry points. Yes. Yeah, he's familiar (laughs) with the layout, of course. And so then, uh, also Courtney Cox is there playing mm. a hottest fuck reporter. Oh, Gail Weathers, eat my heart out. Oh, oh. I totally I would do when she came to the party, and everyone's like, "I love you, Gail Weathers." I was like, mm. "I love you too, Gail Weathers." I love you too, Gail. I love you. Might Gail's be a monster. Hair. Yes, she was, she was a big oh. inspiration for me as a teenager with the wisp, the wispy fringe and the red highlights. Oh, yum, stunning. I might get it. I might get it done straight after this. Actually, it's a. I can- See you with some deep red burgundy highlights. I can see that. Thank you. Thank you so much. Mm. I think my true, like, final form is, like, a full burgundy look with, like, dark streaks yes. and tattoos from yes. chin 
to pinky toe. I think oh, that's my final form. Love that. That sounds expensive, though. Expensive <laughs> as hell. And that's why I haven't done it. And that's why I'm a plain girl. <laughs> For no other reason than money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Gail's anyway, there. Gail's there. Dewey is uh, Rose McGowan's brother. Who is just a little bit of a bumbling idiot, but he's trying his best. Yeah. Played by played by David Arquette. Oh, that's fucking David Arquette. That's the move that's where David Arquette and Courtney Cox met and then they fell in love and got married. Oh. Screen. And then he ended up marrying Patricia Arquette? Or which is that his sister? Patricia is sister. Yeah. Patricia is sister. Damn. Yeah, because I, I remember on the Friends credits where it says, like, Courtney Cox Arquette for a while. Yeah. And then it doesn't anymore. And you're like, yeah. what? <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Whoopsie. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Because he is a good looking man. They try to make him look like an idiot. And I was like, he's, even with that silly little mustache, he's still quite attractive. Agreed. That's another thing that kind of hit me this time watching it. I remember him being a doofus and a stupid idiot and, like, gross. Watching this, I'm like, he's a babe. Yeah. Go off. Absolutely go off. This town is whack. So, uh, yeah, it's so cartoonish and I love it. I love every second of it. And so then they're at this big party where they absolutely shouldn't be and then all the teenagers are watching scary a scary movie and then one of the guys is like, no, you're not taking it seriously. And the girl's like, shut up, Malcolm. And it's a nice (laughs) little role reversal. Uh, And then he's like, you got to know the rules of a movie. It's like, if you're a virgin... Uh, you will get out alive. But upstairs, oh my God, Sydney Prescott and Billy are having sex. So now <gasps> we know she's in danger. No, she's breaking one of the rules. Yes, and as he goes through all the rules, people break them like in real time and it's yep. very funny and it's very much like, oh, this is a satire. This is so self-aware, this knows yeah, yeah. what it is. I'm so glad that came across. On a first watch. For the first few minutes, I was like, for the first 20 minutes, I was like, is this serious? And I was like, oh, no, no, no. It's mm. very, very masterfully done. Yeah. Like, it's still serious. You can definitely still watch it as just a straight horror movie. But there are definitely, which I think makes for a great horror movie, comedic elements. You mm. need some kind of comedic elements sometimes, especially in these slasher films, like these old school slashes. I love when there's like a tension release somewhere i don't know it just feels like way more real to me and i I love it when horror movies have comedy in them Mm. but yeah you could definitely still watch it as a straight horror as a straight slasher oh but then if you think yeah think further into it it's i think the first self-aware slasher movie like it's the first movie that laid out the rules not just in an essay or something but literally in a movie within a movie it's just uh, so good so, so, so freaking good. good. So good. And I also like as well how when she's running away at any time, like there's perfect props to like go in the way of where yeah. the killer is. Yeah. I was like, I do really like that. That is fun. That's cool. Some of it was soothing. When she put the surfboard in front of the door, I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's Lock nice. that shit in. <laughs> then, but I, one thing I did know is that I knew that there was two killers. I knew oh, that it was okay. a duo act. For some reason or another. Maybe you did, had mentioned it. Did you know who it was? Watching. I knew it was Billy, and then I was trying to think who the second one was. Ooh. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, but so when it was revealed, I was still like, oh, no. Cool. Oh, my God. And then even though he was evil and covered in blood, very sexy, very, very mm. sexy. Mm. 
And then basically, yeah, it's revealed that it's Billy and his mate who's been psycho the whole movie <laughs> and hasn't been taking it seriously. And you're like, oh, that makes yeah, perfect sense. That completely tracks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, there's a big like someone shoots someone else and someone shoots someone and they nearly get away and then they shoot someone else and then he's got the gun she's got the gun he's got the knife she's got the knife back and forth back and forth he comes back to life kill him again da 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 at the end of the day the killers are dead and Sydney has reigned supreme and her dad's okay and uh, lots of people are dead but they still end the movie with like the breakfast club style with like don't you forget about me yeah (laughs) which is always fun when they forget that other people not related to them have died have died and and yeah. families have been destroyed and yeah all, mm. that, all that cool stuff because yeah. yeah unfortunately rose mcgowan's character doesn't make it she famously dies by being squashed in a garage roller door which again i thought was just in the scary movie version oh, so when it actually happened i was like oh whoa cool very cool. very easy to parody this are you kidding me yeah it's the well, like you said, it's almost a parody itself anyway. So mm. that's like that would have been the easiest script for those scary movie people to write. One hundred percent. It's almost like they didn't write it at all. At all. <laughs> they just went Crazy. to the cutting room floor for scream, and we're like, oh, we'll take that. We'll take that. We'll yeah. Take what that. if they jam her up and down a couple times more? And that's yeah, 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 yeah. That will do. That's the funny. That's the funny version. There you go. Mm. <laughs> So that is my synopsis of the movie. Perfect. I'm just looking at the the cast and my god, it is a it is a chock full cast. Yeah. So who we didn't mention, Jamie Kennedy plays Randy, the guy who works in the video store and is the fil- the dude the film bro of the film. Yes. He is the one who is telling everyone the rules. He's he's literally the dude. From he's dude, dude cinema in mid movie. Yeah. Which is that crazy guy. that this is then one of your favorite films. I ooh, written in the stars. Um, we don't have time to unpack that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I love the dudes. I don't Maybe know. You've always wanted movies explained to you deep down, but only by Jamie Kennedy. Yes. <laughs> did you like his character? Yes, I did. Struggle to like get a focus on him until mm. the very end when he was describing the movies. Sure. And then when yeah. he was like, "Damn, I missed my shot with Sydney," I was like, "Will you ever try?" I didn't, I didn't see that. <laughs> I never noticed you trying until anyway. He's like he's early incel. Like depending on what he does for the next twelve months of his life will really determine mm. whether he goes into incel dem or just normal dem. Yeah. Oh, she better fuck him in the next movie. She better. Oh yeah, he is in the next movie. I mean, well, he's one of the people that lived. Yeah. I did get like a little hint that it was like maybe, maybe mm. something happens. Ooh. I actually can't remember. I haven't seen Scream 2 in so long, but I remember it was good. I will be watching it tonight because I immediately after this was like, I want to watch. I want to know what happens next. Because they also released the Scream 5? Six, Six? Six, I think. Oh, my God. Yeah, this year. Yeah. I started watching it. I got like halfway through. I think we talked about it on a, what have you watched? And it's great. It's like just like hits all the tropes that the original movies did and follows the same formula, but it's like comforting but still exciting. But it's it's a bit cheesy, but these movies always were. So mm. I quite like it. Mm, I'm yeah going to give it. Is it a remake or is it completely different? Completely new. Yeah. Oh, is Neve Campbell in it? 
Uh, for a little bit. She does like a handover at the beginning kind of oh, thing. Oh, nice. She's nice. like, she's yeah, she makes a cameo to be like, my li- I am handing off my life and this story to the next generation type thing and then we don't see her again. Yeah, here is my trauma. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so something that I, I didn't realise but I was just reading about it um, – so the final party scene, that scene where you're like, and all this stuff happens and so much stuff happens, that goes for 45 minutes. That's like half of the movie is the was, final party scene. Yeah, going to say they get to it without it. I was like, this movie would be 20 minutes long. Yeah, I never realized that. I never physically like conceptualized how long that one scene is. It's nuts. Yeah. And I read that it was shot over the course of 21 days from the time the sun set to the time it rose. So overnight – for 21 days straight. Oh, my God. You feel so crazy getting oh. off the back of that. And after it wrapped, the crew had T-shirts made that read, I survived scene 118, <laughs> which is that scene. That's very cute. Um, That's, oh, you know it was hard then if they got shirts made to be like, <laughs> isn't this funny? If there was merch around it. <laughs> How much this sucked? Isn't that funny? <laughs> okay, well, let's get into, I guess, Sydney. Yes. Yes. She's our protagonist. She's our hero. And you went as her for Halloween a couple of years ago. Shit, I did. So yeah. You at your house for a Halloween party. Yeah, yeah. And I was Space Girl. And that was <laughs> my that was d- descript outfit. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I did Sydney Prescott. Yeah. Um, that's a very easy, easy outfit. You just wear jeans and a tank top and put blood on you. And there yeah, you and have a big, and you had a big phone. That's You true. brought a phone with you. Phone. Which is hard to find these days. It is. Um, what did you think of Sydney and her backstory? I mean, the what we've touched on, that her mum was raped and murdered less than a year ago. Turns out she put the guy in jail. This has all happened within the last 12 months. How this woman is not just like in a psychiatric ward somewhere, I have no mm. idea. What did you think about all that? Oh, so great. She's wonderful. And also the last thing that I think we saw her in was Wild Things. With oh, uh, Denise yes. Scott? Scott. No, yeah. that's the nope. comedian. That's a very... <laughs> Richards. Richards. That's very different. Very different. <laughs> oh, I want to see that movie. I want to see that movie. That. Ah! <laughs> so someone please edit in Denise Scott into Wild Things. Just the pool scene, that's all. Just the pool scene. Oh, my God. No. No, that's, I think that's illegal now. I think that's considered assault anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I didn't realise how many, like, witchy things. She's also in The Craft too. Oh, wow. God, she was just a 90s dream, wasn't yeah. she? <gasps> but she was fantastic in this. Again, award-winning fringe. I'm going to go work on mine this afternoon, figure out how I can get it similar. Um like a really good at like do it like the scenes that were kind of like comedy mm. like playing it so straight and so serious yeah it was fantastic like some of the lines that she had to deliver like really what about like and your life's just perfect yeah like with complete sincerity is uh, art so perfection what did you right. think of Sydney Prescott? I fucking love her. She's just a hero. She's a hero forever and ever. She was like one of the first, like, I guess we had Jamie Lee Curtis in Halloween as mm. well. But to, for me, she was one of the first, like, yeah, female protagonists that kick ass and isn't a victim. Like mm. the movie kept almost trying to make her a victim at so many points. And she was like, uh-uh-uh, absolutely not. 
I should be. Again, I should be getting psychiatric help. But mm. it's the 90s, so we're just pushing through. Yeah, instead I'm going to tell Ghostface to go fuck himself. Yeah. Do at the start when she's on the phone for the first time with <gasps> Ghostface and he's like, I'm on your front porch. And she's like, well, I call your bluff and opens the door. And I was like, Stupid. Ah! Oh, my God. That was baller like, as fuck. What am I doing? What am I doing? She's picking her nose. Like, oh, mm. shit. That was awesome. I actually, so speaking of the comedy of it, I didn't, I also forgot how like slapstick Ghostface was. There's yeah. quite a few times where he's like, he's, he falls over and he's bump. Like he's not the Michael Myers, like just I'm walking and somehow I catch up to you when you're bolting. Like he's not that kind of like stoic killer. Yes. He's very much like, yeah, falls over things and it's like swears and stuff, which makes sense when you find out it's Matthew Lillard and Skeet Ulrich, Skeet Trout. Um, Skeet Trout. Even that in itself, I'm like, yeah, there is a lot of comedy in this. But mm. I just, I do remember it being terrifying. Well, yeah, especially like when you think about the scene where he, there's the toilet cubicle and the yes. feet come down and then the robe slowly <laughs> comes down after it. It's terrifying, but also very funny. If you think about it, what has to have happened for that killer? <laughs> Basically, he's hiking his dress up. So, yes. And then While he he's standing on the down. toilet and then lowers it down. There's no reason for that. There's no point for that. But so good at tension. Like there's so many amazing tense moments in this. Mm. Oh, someone else we didn't mention. Henry Winkler plays the principal. The yes, for a hot three seconds and then he's out of there. Yeah, I thought he survived. I could have sworn he was in the second movie. Well, we no. don't find out. They, I can't tell if they're, when they say he died, if it's a prank or not. Because oh. to me, I was like, maybe it's a prank to get half the people out of the house so Ghostface can do his thing. Ooh. That's what I was thinking. That makes sense because the end of the movie is literally just the morning after the party. So there's not a lot of closure or wrapping up of storylines. Which is very convenient for the sequel Mm. that they talk about a lot. Yeah. I do love how much they reference the sequel in it of like being like, even the killers are like, we want to be in the sequel. Let's start planning the sequel. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about, I think, what my favorite scene is. Just the, the the ultimate end scene where we find out that it's Billy and Stu and then what their plan is, why they've done it, which is insane. It turns out that they killed Sydney's mum yeah. a year ago because she was having an affair with Billy's dad, Billy's dad, which is just like the ultimate victim blaming, slut shaming. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> why don't you kill your dad, Billy? But anyway. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> men. Oh. They just keep getting away with it. They do. And then all that whole scene about where, where they've stabbed each, they stab each other to make it look like they were victims and with like Matthew Lillard, just like blood coming out of his mouth and he's like, he's like, I think I'm dying here, oh, man. man. Oh, I should have got a fucking Oscar for that performance. Oh, isn't it brilliant? So like playing an absolute maniac. Just, like, a loving being stabbed a little bit. Like, wanting... Like, it's the fantasy coming true, but it hurts so yeah, much. Yeah, And he's like, I think you went a bit too deep. And all this stuff. Oh, it's just so good. And then he's talking on the phone. He wants to, like, call his mom or something. And then Nev- uh, Sydney's just being so, like, patronising and condescending to him as he's done. Oh, I love it. So fucking... Yeah, that scene was absolutely 
brilliant and the like constant raising of tension of like mm-hmm. oh my god there's two killers oh my god they're stabbing each other oh my god they've got this all planned out oh my god Sydney's dad is here now they kidnapped him too oh my god the gun is missing oh my god Courtney Cox has the gun <laughs> oh my god she doesn't know how to use the gun oh my god the gun is on her now she's been shot um, like and it was just like uh, just like layer on layer and layer and layer of like tension, tension tension and it got to the point in the end where they were like they were like this is the point where the killer wakes up again for one last time and then yes. she goes no he doesn't bang, bang shoots him in the head but then he does very quickly he mm. does jump up oh so good so good fucking love this movie I'm, i now want to watch number two now i want to watch let's do number two for the patreon oh fun also, yeah. that means that I have to watch it. I have to watch it then. Sorry. It's work. <laughs> Wait, could I, if I wanted to jump straight to the new screen, could I, without context for the other ones? Well, I only got halfway through it. I think you'd probably miss Easter eggs. Okay. There would be some Easter eggs probably. Oh, no, I have to watch the sequel then. I'm uh, so sad. Uh, I really just- want to. Remind myself what the storyline in Scream 2 is. I think I remember Scream, I think 4 kind of sucked. I mean, that's pretty good to make it all the way to 4. There was have one a- where it got, it got for me, it got too, self, too meta and too self-referential. There's one where they're making a movie about oh, okay. the murders. And so it's like they're making a movie about the first Scream and it just got a bit too silly for me. Mm-hmm. Ah, uh, yes, I remember who the killer in the second one is. Jada Pickett-Smith is in the second one. Oh, shit. Mm. Oh, All right. Hell I was, it yeah. was only made the year, the year after. Oh, because when it came out, though, I remember hearing this, that it wasn't, like, a massive success. Oh, really? I could be wrong. Again, I have done – I only finished watching this two hours ago. Exactly. No, I, let's, I well, only figured I out it. that his name was Brian Ray Trout, and I was like, that's my research done. <laughs> Me too. I got one fact that that scene goes for forty two minutes. <laughs> Fuck and a, and that's and that's why we could do the sequel, so we have time to research. To research, yeah, we're, and, and bring... when we're not completely sick. Um. <laughs> oh yeah, Sarah Michelle Gellar's in this one. I remember this oh, one. Oh shit! It's, it's in college. They're all at college in the second. God, one. I love Sarah Michelle Gellar. Yeah. So, because she met oh crazy crossover then because she met. Freddie Prince Jr. on the set of Scooby Doo, who ah. Matthew Lillard plays Shaggy in. That's fun. I like that. Fun, fun little crossover. I like that a lot. I think also it was just like very beautifully shot. Like yeah. every location was picked very well. Like every house was so stunning. I don't know oh, where this town is and what these people do for work there, that they are all rich or mm-hmm. just maybe the homes are big and cheap. Every house was stunning. Yeah. And like, oh, Sydney's house, that porch that we mentioned before, the view from that place. Yeah. Oh, gorgeous. I mean, if you had to die, what a place to die. What a, what a place. God, couldn't do that in Sydney real estate, could you? <laughs> <laughs> and I love the score. Did you like the score, the music, the tra- soundtrack? Yes. Oh, very, so good at tension what's, building. What's that one song that plays throughout it? It's like, don't back up with this red, red right hand, right hand by Nick Cave. Yeah, doom, that, doom. that like, it's like a church bell or something at the beginning. 
Yeah. And then, oh, as soon as I heard that first dung, I think it's in the second scene, like the first scene after Drew Barrymore's. God, it just came flooding back. Just like, God, this is a perfect song. Perfect song. It's also the um, theme song for Peaky Blinders as well. Is it? Yeah, it plays like in the first scene of it. Mm, okay, cool. Which is very iconic because if you play the first scene from Peaky Blinders and the last scene of the last season, you can see that it's very symbolic and they join together. Oh my God. Is that your film bro voice? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Red Heart Hand, by the way, Nick Cave is an Adelaide boy. He's from he? Australia. Yes. I did not know that because that, yes. that, mu- that song is also played a lot in Dumb and Dumber as well, which is around the same time. So he went, he made a lot of coin yeah. of film soundtracks with this song. Oh, yeah. He also did a duet with Kylie Minogue called Wild Rose, which is just such an interesting like strange. clutch of energy. She definitely meets his energy in that. He doesn't. Uh, okay. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> he doesn't become a dance floor queen all of a sudden. <laughs> all right. Shall we wrap up? All right. Alexia. Mm. Big question for you. Did this movie make you horny? Oh, yes. This, ooh, I wouldn't even know how where to start unpacking the horny that this I mean, movie gave me as a teenager. The cast is so beautiful and attractive. Yeah. Not diverse. I will say that. Oh, no. I don't think there's a single person of colour in this movie. Woodsboro was a very beautiful but very white town. And, yeah, so actors, all of the cast, beautiful. Just the the, the feminism of it, having, like, seeing a, a, a strong female lead for the first time. That's yeah. horny for a teenager. Um, the danger involved in it. Oh, so much danger. Very sexy, very horny danger because it's all – wrapped up in like these fucking horny teenagers just wanting to fuck yes and kill like yes <laughs> you never know which one they're gonna do exactly skeet of course with his johnny so Depp hot looks. so hot so evil but so hot so evil but so hot uh I that scene where I- he sucks his finger and he's like corn <gasps> syrup i was like ah Oh, my God. Yeah, earlier when you said, and they're, like, all covered in blood and stuff, that's the scene that flashed in my head. And I was just like, God, that's fucking sexy when he makes his own blood off him, but it's not blood, it's fake. Yeah. Um, So all of those things, absolutely. What about you? Did this movie make you horny? Oh, hugely. Yes. They're all hot as hell. It's tense as hell. Like, he's definitely the killer, but she still has sex with him. I'm like, yeah, that's kind of, that's awesome. That's mm. hot. Mm. It's not awesome, but it's hot, you know. It's hot, man. It's like confusing. It's, it was pandering to teenagers in the 90s. It was perfect. Yeah. Brilliant. All right. Would you recommend this movie on a date? Absolutely. It is so much fun. If you haven't yet seen it, please do. And I think it would be a great movie on a date. Yeah. How about you? I think so too because it's not like scary. It's like it's scary, mm. but it's not like scary, scary. The horror parts of it aren't obscenely grotesque or yeah. like violent like it's or disturbing violent. there's no yeah. disturbingness yeah yeah you can kind of tell that it's like it's a l- pretty fake like a lot of it mm. but not in a way that you're like oh that never that would never fucking happen it's just like the violence isn't something that's focused on like a quentin tarantino film exactly say. exactly mm. yeah which mm. rose mcgowan is also familiar with oh yeah oh one oh, of the worst man. ones as well fucking mm. hey. Uh, okay, ratings. Okay. How many? Bags of stove popcorn do you give this film out of five? I give it four and a half. Fuck yeah. 
I really, really liked it. I have pretty much no notes whatsoever. I think it almost could have been a bit longer. Yeah. I could see some more stuff at the beginning before the party happens. Yeah. Um, but you know what? I've got some good news. There's five more movies. So. Oh, great. <laughs> Can't wait to fill it all out. What about you, Alexia? I'm going to give it five. It's It held up. I was so happy that it held up. I got even more stuff from it this this time around. I, I can't I can't fault it. It's a five for me. Hell yes. Ah! All right. Well, that was Alexia's one of Alexia's favorite movies, Scream. Everyone, you guys. We release episodes weekly. Oh, we haven't done this in a while. So please yeah. subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And please join us next week when we watch yet another film that we are mm. yet to disclose to you. And please join us on Friday for our goal class where we do Scream 2? Yes, yes, where we will do Scream 2. Nice. Um, And that's all of the things. We've got a Patreon goal class, Apple, Spotify, $7 dues a month. Head over there. We're having a lot of fun over there at the moment. We chat about our lives. We talk about what we've watched this week. All that kind of Celebrity sightings in real life. Celebrity meetings in real life. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was cool. Which there will be more of on this week's episode, I will say. True. Yes. Are you talking because like. Because we met up? Is that who yes. you're referring of to? Yes. Of course. Me? Yes. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Don't forget to rate us five stars. Yes. Akumite to you. Oh, and Akumite to you and yours and your red right hand. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. I turned into a bird there for a second. Ha <laughs> ha. Take a little walk to the edge of town and go across the track. Where the viaduct looms like a bird of doom As a ship and crack Where secrets lie in the border fires And the humming wise Yeah, man, you know you're never coming back Past the square, past the bridge, past the mills, past the stacks on a gathering storm comes a tall, handsome man in a dusty black coat with a red right hand. Wrap you in his arms, tell you that you've been a good boy. He'll rekindle all the dreams that took you a lifetime to destroy He'll reach deep into the hole Heal your shrinking soul But there won't be a single thing that you can do He's a god, he's a man, he's a ghost, he's a guru They're whispering his name through this disappearing land But hidden in his coat is a red right hand Through the ghettos and the barrio and the barrio and the slum
is cast wherever he stands Stacks of green paper in his red right hand Designed and directed by his red right hand 